Hi there. Um, welcome to episode three of Nightmare Cinema, the podcast where we go in depth and have a lovely little chat uh, about some of our favorite and sometimes least favorite um, horror films uh, spanning throughout the ages um, from old to new. This, as I say, is episode three. My name is Johnny Cameron. I'm hosting this one. Um, so fingers and toes crossed. And joining me today, uh, in order of on my screen, is Sean. Say hello. Hello. And uh, John, say hello. You all right? Uh, yeah, how is everyone? Everyone all right? I'm having a wonderful day. <laughs> no, I'm good. So, it's all good. Uh, so um, the film we've selected this week, um, if you're listening on Spotify, on, on Apple or, or wherever, um, see if you can get it before I announce the title. Um, it was shot around 2006 for a 2009 release. Um it was amazingly all filmed inside the director's house, which he redecorated for the purpose of actually filming it, which is some commitment. It cost, and this is probably going to give it away, $15,000 max, between eleven dollars and $15,000. Um, and in the first week, uh, it was released in less than 200 cinemas in the US. In its first week, I think it grossed or netted, I'm not sure, but it took $9 million dollars. Um, so people that know films, know horror films. I mean, I've gone through all the sequels of this film and the numbers don't get as good in, in the, the ones that follow, obviously, uh, but they, they still make money. Um, so yes. And it was done in 10 days of filming as well. It is paranormal activity of Ooh. 2009. Um, yeah. Um, so I have seen it uh, a multitude of times, um, before, um, and I watched it earlier today as well, uh, just to refresh my memory. So when when did you two manage to get a chance to to watch it the most recent time? So I watched it today, but I also watched it last weekend as well. Um, because I do like to watch things twice before we start recording. John, what about you? Well, right. Should 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 I start with my little story about this film? I think I'm gonna have to tell you. Go ahead. I, he only asked you when you watched it yeah. recently. I, I know you've just asked me when I watched it recently, but I actually think that this is the most terrifying film I've ever seen. And I've told you both about it before. We've been in the pub, we've been around uni and all that. And I've I've told and I've been laughed at. I I admit I get laughed at for it. It is the only film I've been asked, I've asked whoever I was watching it with to turn it off because I was that freaked out by it. So even now, I've watched it early last week and I tried to watch it last night, but I had to turn it off. So I watched it today in the daylight. So <laughs> cheers, mate. <laughs> I, I I will say it again. This to me is the scariest film ever made. I've and the, the, by really hands down the scariest film I've ever seen. It it still to this day freaks me out. I do love the filmmaking story behind it, but the film as a film fucks me up. Yes, I swore you may need a bleep there. Well, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, next week? <laughs> no, well, I mean, and uh, I was I was going to say, so you you watched it today, what in the in the daylight? Short answer to that question is today. Right. No, that that's cool. I mean, I did that for a refresh as well. Um. I don't think I would have watched it 
on my own in the day, like had I not seen it before, because I don't really think you get the uh, the effect of it. That was the idea. It's, it's uh, yeah. It was one of the um, it was one of these one of the films that I think serves much better when you watch it with someone else, not necessarily yeah, in, in a cinema, but certainly uh, when when there's two people, two or three, when you're alone in a house, maybe. Whereas a theater, I think you've always got that security is with you're out with a group of people a lot of the time when you go to the cinema and, and see a horror film, there'll be, you know, big gasps, screams, and then some laughter because you know really how silly it is. Whereas I think when you watch it either on your own or, or with someone else um, alone at night, um, then it, it really does hit home. I think that's how it's, how it's designed really to be watched. Definitely because it's, it's, uh, it is a horror picture about a home. Well, it's about those yeah. people, but it's in a home. So watching it at home heightens that already for you, I think. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, and it always sort of, even when I'm the age I am now, which is uh, 28 as of yesterday. Um, Ooh, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Sean. Thank you, sirs. Um, yeah, it, it's still the tagline when it says, you know it's 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 not real. It's not based on a true story. Mm. You know all of this because um, obviously nowadays it's it's a bit hard than Blair Witch because you can go online, look up the actors, and go, oh yeah, so there's their agent mm. and here's their you know agent's website and stuff. So uh, it, it's not quite the same as, as sort of Blair Witch. Obviously, it lends from Blair Witch a lot. So, Sean, did you find it scary? Maybe not this time, but the first time that you watched it. If you can remember, honestly, did you find yes. it scary? Yes, yes, yes. So for anything to do with the paranormal in horror terrifies me, obviously, because, mm. you know, I told you that story about what was happening in my flat the other week and nothing's happened since, by the by. Um, but so, <laughs> You've exercised it <laughs> by so, talking about it. Exactly. So, yes, I was genuinely scared by that because things that you cannot see or have any control over it. Like you can fight, well, you could try to fight a knife wielding maniac, but you can't. How to fight something that is invisible? That is terrifying. See, I think to me, well, you know that, that's that's what makes it. Sorry, mate. That's what makes it so scary because we've all been sat there and the doors moved on its yeah. own. We've all seen a, a a lamp flicker at the top, and he's what he's done with this. The guy who made it is. Oren Pelly and it, he, he made it just because he was bored. Well, did you know it was um, the, the story? Well, so he tells of, of what inspired him. Obviously, it lends a lot to the Blair Witch and stuff, but um, I think he was he was at home one night watching something and um, a load of detergent fell off the, the work surface in the kitchen. Um, but he said uh, that it was pushed far enough back that it couldn't have been it wind or it couldn't yeah, have been, you know, that's unbalanced. I mean. We've all been there and we've all got those unexplainable little stories. And then when we're watching this film, we think about that and we think, oh shit, it was a ghost. That's that. And that's <laughs> it. And, and to, to, to make it to kind of, well, to form this film around that, around something we've all experienced and we've all kind of been afraid of. That's, that's why it, oh God, even thinking about it now freaks me out a little bit. Mm. Um, your senses heightened watching it, aren't they? So you're you're not oh, only yeah. waiting for something to happen in the film; you're waiting for something to happen in your living room. It, I think I think it has a brilliant, brilliant characteristic, which a few, a few only a few films really that I've experienced do. And I'm a massive skeptic, even though I love all the, the paranormal stuff, the scary films, whatever. It's you, even though you know that it's 
not real or you think you know that it's not real rather you know you have that in your mind you know it's silly to be scared and it doesn't stop your primal fears from coming to the surface That's... you are just you, you can't reason with yourself and that is just so brilliant of uh, of anything in in media especially in in the modern times now like i say we have access to the internet you know um you, you can see how all these films are made so that is is taken sort of even uh sort of further uh mm. into the reality of, of the filmmaking aspect of it um but it's it's still there and you, you certainly i couldn't get away from it even though you know i've, I've seen it umpteen times now it's, it's still there with you none more so than the first time obviously but that's i think that's it's it's genius yeah absolutely i completely agree with you on that point that that was nail on the head. I I I actually looked into how he did most of the things. So I'm watching this 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 film. Oh, there's the stutter again. There we go. Hello. Hmm. Um. So I'm watching this film, and I know how he did all these things, and I'm still going. That's a ghost because I'm not I'm not just watching it. I'm experiencing it, and it's one of those few films that when you're watching it, you you you're leaning in and you're going. You're like trying to stick your head in the room. Oh, I hate it, but I love it at the same time. What I also really enjoy is that it doesn't base itself around a lot of jump scares. There's a lot of tension building and a lot of sort of false scares. But what I think there was there was a habit of sort of between 2003, four, and up to sort of just after this film was made. And it, even still, you, you look at the Netflix shows like, Bly Manor, um, the the one before that, the same uh, the same characters and series, um, and a lot of them were just just jump scares. It was a little bit of tension, false scare, a little bit of tension, jump scare, uh, and I think, I, I, it's, I I think that's no, sorry, I think I think that's not necessarily cheating, but sometimes I think jump scare cinema just needs to be. It, it's not quite horror. It should just be put in its own category because it's yeah. not. It, it's not horror, True. is it? It's fright. It's, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. It's I cheap. hate it. Absolutely. Hate it. Absolutely agree with you. Yeah. And I think what this, I think what part of the reason why this film does not rely on that is because I think jump scares, the main part of a jump scare is the score to a film, I think, because the volume mm. just goes like soars. Yeah. Whereas this paranormal activity does not have a score obviously as, as you've noticed um and it not only adds to the realism but it means that you can't rely on jump scares so you're absolutely right that quiet the quietness of the film really really does amp up the tension and the terror <laughs> for me well what i was gonna ask is um i was gonna ask this first actually because we've got onto the the scary elements of it it's uh, obviously it's a scary film is it a good film though? Is it hmm. does it does it have its merits in, you know, obviously cinematography is not gonna feature heavily because of that, you know, it, it is a supposed found footage. Hmm. Um and also it's it's sort of a has did this re-energize found footage films? Was this the first one in a while? Because I think yeah. of other films such as like Wreck. And I don't know they oh, remade that into one I hate quite, as well. Yeah, the, the, I'm going to get onto that in a bit actually um, about the endings of those films um, because I 
have not needed to change my trousers quite as quick as when I got to the end of wreck, but, but that's for, uh, that's for later on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what, what do you think? Is it a good film? Because we had this discussion last time with Hellraiser. Yeah. I think in terms of, I will look at it in terms of like story and storytelling and characterization. Yes. I do think it is a good film from that perspective. The story that you get is quite bare. There's no, like, obviously, you don't get to experience the characters properly that you would in a way that you would in yeah. a normal film. But yes, it is there. You get, you, you understand that this has been going on for quite some time. And that's the reason why they bought the camera. But for Katie, it goes, you know, a lot, a lot further back than that. Um, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think you see that the, the character arcs and everything, all that stuff we were taught in university, it, it's all there, I think, personally. Well, there, <laughs> there is, there is uh, like you say, a law and a legacy, uh, sort of demonology, stuff like that, which is also apparent in the modern horror films, sort of, you know, right, even more modern than this. Mm. You think of things like uh, probably the, the, the biggest ones at the moment, uh, the Conjuring, Insidious, Annabelle. The thing I found with Paranormal Activity, I know we're we're, we're doing different episodes for sequels, but um, it, it's the same with with the Conjuring and Annabelle. It seems to get the the law seems to come more to the surface because mm-hmm. the the you can't just you know do the same trick every single time. But I do feel that some of the the horror and the you know the the elements that made the first one so good get diluted a bit more mm. as we explore more into the demonology, more into the lore, because that's when it starts to feel maybe a little bit more like uh, an actual film rather yeah. than something that you've found. Um, oh God, I, I will never watch this on, for the podcast because it's terrible. I watched Annabelle Comes Home, which I think is oh, the dear. third installation. Of the it is it is absolutely atrocious. Yeah, so if you've not seen it, have you seen it? Yes. Oh God, what was he doing with the wolf and the the the, the beast of Bodmin? And oh Jesus Christ! I mean, <sighs> they. I I adore Patrick Wilson, and I think, but I, I think yeah, it's 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 it ran its last race a while ago. Apparently, there's a new one in, in production, The Country in Three. Um, but you know, I, I sort of I liked him as like a sort of modern day Bruce Campbell, you know, hip hop in between that and Insid- Insidious. Um, I think he's a, a really good actor, but you know, it, it's it's run its last race. I think both of those franchises. Yeah, this this is the problem that these films have. They have such a strong like opening gambit, so to speak, like Paranormal Activity, which is to me, well, let's just stop there with that. Um, but. And then they have 25 sequels that come after it that just take the same thing and put a cherry on top or a tomato on top. And it's just, they they, they try and open up this story for it. But I liked not knowing that much about it. I liked like the scene in Paranormal Mm -hmm. Activity where they go into that. Oh God, it's like... Can I just just ask you, just before you get in there, probably figuring, what's your favourite scene or what's your favourite part? Or in your case, John, least favorite. I, I, I have, yeah, I haven't got a favorite scene. I, I mean, I've got memorable scenes and scenes that made me spoil myself. But I don't go, I don't go around and go, oh, this. I love this scene. I, I hate all of it. I, as a, as a film, the the story that 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 I always liked about this, and I thought to myself, fucking pussy when I heard this. But when Steven Spielberg saw it, 
he kind of he went oh no 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 wrapped it in a bag and left it on his kind of resistance porch he was just like I don't want anything to do with this he said it was evil mm. and I, I've heard that story and I went nothing's that bad and I watched it I wanted to throw it in the sea go on it was, it's, it what's is, the scene for you then what's the scene for you for me hey. I'd either or both of you the one that encapsulates the the best of this film or the best or worst however you want to say it John I'll go I'll go actually for me it's the moment when she stands up and she just stands there and the 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 the, the clock then goes forward and it's like she's standing there for over the bed they freak me out and then she goes and stands over her husband or over her fella for like another two hours. Oh, even think I've got, I'm freezing. I now. don't think those scenes are that bad, John. Yeah. I think for me, the worst scene in it, and when I say worst, I mean the best, um, yeah. almost disturbing, is the scene that I think I would absolutely die if this happened to me. I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> she gets dragged out to bed. I mean, oh, no, no, no. What could you, what could you even do? There is nothing to fight, but I, I try and cut your leg off. That's the only thing I can think of. But is that is when was the first sort of appearance of not maybe the first appearance of being dragged by an unseen force? But it's used so often these days. But I'm trying to think back to sort of 2009 ish mm. when it came out. Had it been overused up to that point, or was it was it sort of new? I don't think anything had been done like this in in the kind of real real way in the in the the subtle way that it's done if it was a film a hollywood film it would have been a big computerized yeah. beast yeah. coming in and just dragging away the fact that you can't see anything the fact that they use it's one of the finest mm-hmm. uses of sound you've ever seen i was watching it last night well half of it last night and oh I was hearing God, things I've never heard before I was literally and, about to say the exact same thing because I, I got a new TV didn't I and obviously the speakers must be good on this one because I could hear things and I was like <laughs> how have I never noticed that before ever yeah yeah I I was just like I don't remember that and that's what I was freaked out all over again and that's why I kind of turned it <laughs> off but um I don't care. I will freely admit it. I don't care. You know what? It scares the pants off me, this film. What about you, Johnny? What was your... The most horrifying, and I'm usually all right with these kinds of films, even if when I'm seeing it for the first time, you know, I can usually take it with a a pinch of salt. I enjoy it, but I'm not frightened to death of it. Um, But this was the moment that did it for me. It's when um, they... Uh, are asleep and I think the door the door opens or the door was open there's a disturbance they get up and they put a uh, flower or talc down oh, and they see yeah. and they, they see like the um it's it's giving me it's Brilliant. putting the hairs on my arms actually now um making them stand <laughs> up it's when they um they see the the hoof prints um <laughs> in the in the but they say oh they're going in but they're not coming out if if, yeah, if I can I can put myself in that moment I would just throw up Honestly, with, with stuff like this, and it used to really upset and freak me out. I think I'd just have to I just have to like kill myself or something. I couldn't bear with the anxiety of, and the dread of being in that situation. I just have to end it. Yeah, but if you were me here, all you need to do is say, Katie, get out my house, go and live with your sister. And then it's done. 
like problem solved for yeah, me. But too. some of us, some of us have a heart, Sean. Yeah. So we have to. Oh, I'm sorry, but if someone's to... saying to you, "This has been following me since I was eight," I'd say. To, to be fair, you still living here? He did say, didn't he? Did you did you not think to did you not think to tell me this one? You know, and she <laughs> absolutely. He says like. You could have told me about this before. Yeah, she was like, date. I'm not going to bring it up on the first date. He was like, what about the 30th? Fair enough, I think. <laughs> because you're so overwhelmed by what's going on, you miss these bits. But it, but they're all there, and that's what makes yeah. it a, a really solid film. Mm-hmm. It's because he, he, he doesn't really leave a stone unturned, and it's it's that's that's why, as a film, I, and I have to keep telling myself it's a film, I... I'm not gonna. I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> it's like it's traumatizing me all over again. That's how much this film affects me. Can work. we do the Exorcist again? Let's do the Exorcist again. <laughs> I like that. But I, I think what adds to it as well was um, I thought thought I was thinking about it for the first time. So you know when you see things sort of more and more, like you say, you start to pick up on other things. I picked up on how good I personally thought the acting was, considering these were. I think they were paid five five hundred dollars. At the, at the start and then obviously that was uh, re- swiftly renegotiated um <laughs> after the after the first week in the uh, the cinema um i thought i thought i was very very impressed with it because you see a lot of a lot of films on a low budget and the, sort of the acting isn't uh, altogether there and then you really do think oh wow maybe not everyone can do acting there was mm-hmm. an art to it um and these guys have obviously obviously got it down i don't know if there's a there's a wide body of work that they've done since um but I understand that I think they didn't they want to use a reality TV winner beforehand, and then they the, did want to use someone quite famous, yeah. And then... Survivor, that Survivor when that used to be on telly in America, it might still be. Um, and then it, I think he's uh, what's his name, Oren Oren Pellis. Oren Pellis, yeah. It said, um, yeah, we, we want to get away from that, so it's sort of uh, it's more immersive. Um, she's she's been in a, obviously in a good some... choice. Yeah, she's been in something else that Aaron Pelly did. I don't know if you've heard of it. Have you heard of something called The River? It's like a six-part TV series. It's on Amazon. No, no. It's I'm on Amazon and it's set in the Amazon. It's it's. I absolutely love it. It's it's so much more accessible than this, and but it's still the same kind of thing. It's about this family who kind of, um, the dad is like this David Attenborough type who goes through the jungle, like invest looking at animals and doing all that stuff and they go through on this boat and suddenly he disappears and the, the company that kind of fund him say we'll fund the search party for him if you let us take a camera crew so it it's sounds the same, it's like the same cannibal holocaust like, it's it's really really good i really enjoyed it i mean it's not going to set the world on fire but it's really really good i really liked it if you if you get a chance mm. to check it out there's some bits of it that Again, freak me out, but nothing as bad as this. And she's in that, like she, she, she's um, she has a, a very small part in a couple of episodes in that. And mm-hmm. just, it's out. just Aaron Pelly saying, "Look, she's not dead. She's not real." John, <laughs> yeah, John, it's fine. John, it's not real. Don't worry. In a, in a wider sense, because I forgive me if I'm wrong, but has there been much sort of apart from this franchise and obviously the wreck and the quarantine, has there been much? recent found footage stuff not counting the remake of the, uh, the Blair Witch because um, yeah. no it's going to be hard to do it better than the original Paranormal Activity so are we may be seeing a sort of retirement of that at least at least for a while I think it's a gimmick isn't it it's, it is it is very gimmick filmmaking and I think I think I read somewhere that um, the guy who produced 
Paranormal Activity not directed it. I think he, what's his name? He made Bloom House. Oh, can't remember. Sorry. Yeah. So I think was, anyway, I think... is it Jason? Jason Blum. Jason Blum. Yeah. Yeah. Blum. Blum. Bloom. Um, he. I forgot what the point was. <laughs> gimmicky film. Gimmick. Oh, gimmick. So he he wanted to make a found footage film, um, but. Obviously, we had uh, the Blair Witch Project, and then there was loads of other copies in between. And he said that he had to wait for the time to be right to make something found footage again. And I think that's probably <clears throat> the same here. I think, although th- they are supposed to be releasing a seventh film in the Paranormal Activity franchise next year, so God. maybe well, it'll see- start the whole thing again. See, for me, I I agree. It's gimmicky. It, it it is if you if you don't do it well. But if you do it well, I think it's brilliant. I think it's 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 now an established genre, and I think it's here to stay. And that's nothing but a good thing because I think there's some really really good little films out there, uh, and quite big ones as well. Troll Hunter is one. Yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. It's a Swedish film. No, Norwegian or something. I, I, know, I know what you mean. That is a good Scandinavian film. sort of thing. I think, it's fantastic. I think it, it is or was on Netflix. It'll be on yeah, something. Yeah, it is. It is um, foreign and foreign language, but it's dead. Really, really good. Another film, sort of like found footage that I do like. Um, Sean, you might have seen it. You might have heard of it. I think it's called The Houses That October Built. Oh. It's about. No. Um, it's I've about, never heard of that. It's about a group of. Um, group of uh, sort of university college students in America go around doing a uh, house-to-house um, Halloween, you know, haunted house. It's massive in America, isn't it? You go across the country, across the state, find all the best haunted houses. And then the sort of, they, they have a, a discreet invitation to one and all through the film, you're unsure whether it is a, an actual haunted house. It's just a very immersive experience or it's some kind of cult. Um, I think there's a second one out now, but if, if you can, if you can find it or see it on something, then, I recommend it. I only watched it the once. It seems to have disappeared from streaming services now, but um, which only adds to its lore. So yeah, if you can find it, watch it. I think there is a second one. There's another one as well, a very underrated one called The Atloff Pass Incident. I don't know yes. If seen. Is uh, that the one with um, Gemma? Yeah, What's her name? A, uh, Gemma Atkinson. She's I will say that is pretty much the sole reason for me watching that film. Yeah. Gemma Atkinson, who's that? She was She's in, in Hollyoaks, some Hollyoaks in the yeah, city thing. Come on. She's not really in it that much. That's for, but uh, it it is it is a decent film. But it's like the the, the 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 fact that you have to look for these films, the big budget ones, I don't think work because you need mm. not much known about them for them to work. Because and, in your in your in your mind, you think if there's not yeah. much known about them, they might be true. Yeah, but I I remember I'm probably. I'm probably the only one out of all of us, and this is a, me bringing up what's happening next week again. But um, I'm probably the only one out of the three of us that can properly remember the Blair Witch Project when it came out in the cinemas. I can remember that. Like, you would have been too young to go, unless you had a bad one. Well, I, yeah, I couldn't go. No, do you know what? It wasn't when it came out in the cinemas. I think it was when it came up to Sky. Wow. Oh no, I'm so I'm I'm talking about when it was out in the cinema. <clears throat> well, no. I remember the, the the fury surrounding that film, and everyone was telling me you have to go and see this film. They hadn't seen it; they were just believing the hype. The internet wasn't really a big thing back then. 
It was like it was that internet where you wait like twenty minutes to see a picture of a boob, and that that's that's just like no no nerds were on it then, so we didn't have the secrets of all of the films on there. So no one could tell us that the film was actually shit, like utter waste of time shit. And this is me who's scared of so much. And what it is is an hour and a half con where you believe the hype and you are terrified beyond measure for no reason. I want a payoff at the end, and that's what Paranormal Activity does. It gives you that payoff at the end. So, um, yeah, moving on uh, to the ending, because I, watching it again, and obviously having watched a few more horrors uh, recently since we started this to sort of get my eye back in and re-watching some of my favourites and such, um, what did you both think of the ending? Because... It's. I think horror films are some of the the hardest films to end because obviously in this particular film, there's there's no ambiguity left to it really, is there? Mm-hmm. Um, the first I mean, the, the first response to that is which ending because there's about nine. Well, I'm going off the, uh, the the normal release ending because I know there's there's other ones, but they obviously chose the theatrical one for a reason. Which one's that? Is that the one where she throws them at the camera? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the one where she throws him at the camera, and then at the end she sort of um, goes goes a bit, uh, I know, guns, and and uh, and then then screams at the camera because I, I like the ah yes yes I know I yeah. like the way that the 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 jump scare which it is a jump scare at the end with him being thrown into it the is. camera yeah it but because it's not built itself on jump scares um, I'll give it that one and I, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't mind it I thought it was as good a way to end really as any. The only thing I was unsure about was I thought maybe the ending bit was a bit cheap. I can't mm-hmm. really work it out or whether it's just par for the course um, where, where, where her face goes and then she, uh, she, she, she turns into an actual demon. Cause that's like, that is like one, one last jump scare, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And sort of just like kick you when you're down. Did you know that um, the sequence from, the the end in sequence cost one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars more than the entire film. Yeah, they had to go. And I found that out yesterday, and I was just like, "That's that's just mental." How do you mean? Do that. It, it, Explain it, that, the end. The, the the final sequence where she throws him into the camera and she turns into the devil thing. Mm. That cost two hundred thousand dollars to make to do, and it wasn't it wasn't Oren Pelly doing it. It was Steven Spielberg. So if you're if you're like a, it's basically like me making a film, and then Steven Spielberg coming to me and saying just do this, I'm not exactly going to say no, I'm not doing that. I'm just so gonna go, so he paid every, for it. He DreamWorks oh, paid for it. Like so everything uh, up to that cost yeah. fifteen. So I know I know originally didn't they they see the film, and then they wanted to remake the whole thing and they wanted to have parts of the original film, um with with the uh, what would have been I suppose the original Katie and, and Micah as DVD extras. Also, I've heard. Yeah. The only thing that I know that they, I, I know that they wanted to do was they wanted to uh, redo the ending because they said there's nothing wrong with the film. It works completely. But they said they wanted to, uh, to redo the ending, which is why for me, it's got, it's this indie gem all the way through. Mm. And then it's, the end is, is pure Hollywood. But you can forgive it. You can forgive it for that because by the time it, you get to there, You're you just ready. wanted to end. Well, I yeah, I mean, the, I, yeah. So, Johnny, what what you were saying was right. They were going to remake yeah. it basically and have that 
um, at the original film as an extra on the home was, release. Was that, was that, but, would that amazing. be like, okay, so here's the actual footage or would they say like, this is the original film that got sent to us? God knows. God knows how they would have done it. Um, but yeah, it was going to be an extra on the other film. But in terms of the ending, I'm torn. Yeah. Because yeah, I've seen, I've, I've seen, I think I've only seen two two endings, that one and the the original one that they made or, or whatever. Um, the original one's the police one, isn't it? Where they come no. in and shoot her? Spoiler alert. No, that's a different yeah. one. Um, the original ending was she just comes into the bedroom with the knife. And I, I, think I, I don't think she's got the knife. She throws him into the camera and then she sort of just goes and hovers over his body and like kneels over his body. And then oh, and yeah, then so and then just jumps, jumps at the, the camera. And I think the one with the knife, um, that that that's a that's another one as well. The, yeah. That was the version I watched when I first watched it. And he goes she she goes downstairs, he follows her, and then there's yeah. all this commotion downstairs and she comes back up with uh with the knife and she just stands there for ages and then she snaps out of it as a mate comes round and then she disappears and then the police come round. And she's like, what the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on? And then she comes out with a knife and the police shoot her. But that completely cuts off your potential for any Yeah, because obviously, I mean, she, she's made Hollywood. a pretty good career out of uh, the sequel. I'm pretty sure she's she's in all of them, even the most recent one. Yeah, she's, she's I, in I it. think even the most recent one, uh, that's where it starts that the law becomes, and, you know, it's a whole cult. And uh, it, yeah. it starts to, it's pretty, gets, gets pretty. So, I mean... Gets it keeps on getting more unbelievable as it goes on. Again, I know we know none yeah. of it's real, but it sort of it takes you out of that that fantasy. I didn't like the ending for this as much as I like the ending of Blair Witch, or as much as I like the ending certainly uh, as discussed, or rather hated the ending of Wreck. Um, yeah, I I I remember watching Wreck, and I it was, it was three o'clock in the morning, and I couldn't sleep, and I went downstairs. And I, th- I found this quirky little Spanish film. So I thought, let's have a go with this. <laughs> and that, incidentally, is the second f- um, most scariest film ever made. Oh, it's brilliant. And we'll, but uh, it's a fantastic film, that one. I you just can't fault it all the way through. And, it is uh, fantastic. And Wreck 2 is just as good as well. well. Yeah, and then I think think it got taken over by a different yeah. company or something for Wreck 3. But, and yeah, then it got remade as Quarantine and it was rubbish. But... Um, We'll certainly be doing Wreck, or I will certainly be doing Wreck in the future, because um, I, th- I think it's it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you get to no, watch it, it again. I'm not saying that. I'm not. The, 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 I'm not. I don't. The reason I hate these films is because they absolutely do their job. They they they're designed mm-hmm. to make someone fill their pants with poo, and that's <laughs> what happens with me. It nice. they they're so well put together and they're so well made, and the the people who make them must sit there and just this this will make them I think it, it was a lot a lot a lot more watchable than than Wreck obviously I mean the subtitles never bother me and stuff but Wreck was quite hectic whereas this the camera angles um, obviously they were yeah. like we'll, we'll put them up in the bedroom we'll put, put if, if I was the woman yeah. I'd, I'd have been asking questions when he was putting them up in the bedroom <laughs> to be honest yeah. what, a, what a great excuse there that she just so happened to be possessed as well it's definitely two different types of film mm-hmm. from the same genre which are just for me knockouts both of them I, I think I think I've got Wreck on Blu-ray over there somewhere uh, probably still in the wrapper because I've probably gone like I did with Blue nope. Paranormal Activity <laughs> yes I've got them why I'm never going to... Nice. <laughs> I'm fairly certain it's still on a wrapper over there. 
It was, no, yeah, Rex very, very hectic. Um, whereas I think there's more of a, a slow bubbling build up in their paranormal activity. Mm. Both both have got their merits. Uh, I just I'm I'm like you, Sean. I'm torn on the ending to this. Um, Blair Witch. I think that Blair Witch goes down one alley, which is I think still very much doused in ambiguity, and it that's it. It sort of it pins its uh, its badge on that and says. That's it. We're leaving it for you to decide. Um, and, then whereas, laugh, and then laughs at you at the end. You know what, John? When you're talking about your reaction to these films uh, and and the way you've left wreck um, in the cling film and the cling film and in the wrapping or whatever, you remind me of the um, the fellow, the psychic medium that they have come to the house and it's midway through the film and he just comes. And what I like is usually the 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 guy the exorcist the psychic whatever the medium uh, like in uh, Insidious and all these other films Conjuring as well it's like they're the saving grace they're the ones that guide you this guy just comes in goes no fuck that he don't he don't what bye and and I think that adds to the terror because it's like if with stuff you don't understand and you don't know how to deal with it you know it's like the house is collapsing and the laborer comes yeah. around and says no nah, I, I you'll have to fix that yourself mate. The, the way the way that they that, that they do that though, right? Oh god, it's it's brilliant. They bring him in like really, really early on, and you're thinking to yourself, he doesn't know what he's talking he's about. He's skeptical and he's yeah. And then and then he kind of learns to trust him. And then when you come back, you think he's gonna save the day or yeah. do something to help them. And he comes in and he goes, Oh my god. Oh, oh. and then he walks out and you just go, Don't go. It turns well, I am the, anyway. It turns the intensity of, of what's happening up to eleven because at that stage they they don't like it and it's obviously quite scary. But I still think they're a little bit skeptical. He comes round and then just sort of looks around and goes, "It's really not best if I stay here for you and for me." Yeah, genuinely. Imagine that. Imagine that happening to you. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know. I mean, what could, what, what what would you do? Well, John would probably chase him down the oh, street. I, I would have moved. <laughs> I would live I would... in a car because I'd find it. I don't think they can. Can they haunt cars? What can they possibly guess possessing a car? Oh, the car, the, haunting, the mirrors, the haunting hair. Yeah, well, that's what I, I mean. But it, it manifests itself around that, doesn't it? It can maybe beat the horn or something, but you can get that disconnected. Yeah, <laughs> it'll probably cut the brakes. Actually, just stay stationary. Yeah. That you know what that is genuinely. I think that's why it's it's similar to The Exorcist, isn't it? It's someone you love being in a, in a position where you just cannot help them, well, and you just like, and you can't leave them. You can't walk away. You can't. Well, Sean can obviously, but real people <laughs> with a heart can't walk away, and they can't. But they can't handle seeing them. And so you see Mika towards the end, and he's just screaming. He's just going. Go away. Oh, oh, I hate this film. I hate it. Well, the thing is, like you're saying, you can't just leave them. But if when that priest got off, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Can you give me a lift, please? I've had my bags ready because, behind the back or of the something. Because, like, like the, 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 I don't know if, if there's a, a fixed pattern. Um, if it, it's like with found footage films, but with The Exorcist, obviously, it was a haunting of a, of a person, if you like, it was a possession. And then it seems to just, just films where the haunting dominated a house or an area came back and then it seems like with with the paranormal activity and and the conjuring um and and such like that it was it was more of like and and sinister and things like that where it's an entity that attaches itself to uh mm. people or or like you know or is a curse that's passed along rather than you know the the, the people are, are what's being haunted rather than uh the building or or a house 
I don't know. Is that apart from The Exorcist, which is out and out possession film, is this people haunting thing a relatively new thing? I mean, you, look at look guys, at the Omen. Look at the Omen. Yeah, you guys know more about horror films than I do. And um, is this? I mean, the, the the Omen as well. That's kind of like um, a curse on a on a well on a curse. Let's face it. Um, the chosen one, the son of Satan, and stuff like that. That's not a haunting of a person, because I don't remember mm. any films really, sixties, seventies, eighties, that a, a person is haunted. You remember the Amityville, which is obviously based on a true story. That's a house. Um, I can't really remember any other any people person hauntings until um, until this really. The entity. That's. Is it? It, that's yeah. that. It's focused it's on not, here. Well, that it is. I knew you were going to bring this up. I knew. Wish, it. Wishmaster from the nineties. <laughs> a, a villain that would have looked at home in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers scenes. Um, he looked like Ivan Ooze, but even 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 lower budget. Wrong. Um, and that was the original. <laughs> Yeah, I remember watching. I like just going back to what Sean said. I remember watching the Entity and thinking to myself, because I I'm drawn to controversial films, and um, I remember watching the Entity. I wouldn't say it was. No, it's just not even worth talking about. And I shock you. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's not that good. It's the idea is terrifying. It is. But, uh, it is good. It is a good. Meant film. to be remaking it, aren't they? For the. And until you get to mm. the end, I think then it goes a little bit like, why did you do this? But yeah, it is supposed to be based on a true story um, of an actual woman who was a, yeah. attacked by ghosts. But who knows? Yeah, so I mean, that's the, I don't know if there's a pattern to that sort of trend or, or trope. Um, it'd be interesting actually to sort of, sort of analyse the timeline and see what exactly does go in and uh, go out of, of fashion. Um, you... for, for me, right, sorry to interrupt me. For me, sorry. right, I think we're still in such an early... I, th- I think it's very rare that you're around for the kind of the birth of a new genre. And I think that's what we're doing. I think we're living in it. 99, from Blair Witch to kind of 2010-ish, that was the kind of experimental phase. And I think it's really, really taken off now in a way that... You've got all of these films that are coming out. Granted, some of these were in that that time zone, but they do they have stood the test of time, like Troll Hunter, like Wreck, like Paranormal Activity. These these are really really together and famous and and revered films now. And I think what we're doing now is we're seeing a, a genre really starting to take hold. And Aaron Pelly can can hold his head up high and say, I was part of that at the beginning. And the guys from uh, Blair Witch, which no one knows the names anymore because they went to the studio and said, we want to make a romantic comedy next. And they were shown the door. No one's ever seen them again. Probably buried in the under the uh, car park. Well, what, um, onto that, uh, or just off that rather, um, do you think this will leave... A legacy. Do you think people remember this? Like people remember The Exorcist. Talk in, in fifty years' time, will will people be doing uh, culture show specials and such? Um, I know I know Mark Camo won't because he because he absolutely hates this series of films. Um, but Mark Camo hates everything. He does. He hates everything. I think 
this is as a, as a, as important a leap forward for, for horror as The Exorcist was the first tentative steps. Bold statement. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far at all. It's no, it's, I'm, not saying it's, I'm not saying in any way that it, the film is as good as that, but as, as a, a, a kind of step, an evolutionary step, I think it's as important as that. It's it's massive because I obviously don't remember sort of growing up uh, with The Exorcist. Um, obviously not not saying no. that you two did. I can't remember when did it come out. 50, 50 years old is it? Seventy three came out I think. Seventy three. Uh, all right. Oh, but but you know you, you were maybe growing up around its legacy. We spoke about it in the first episode oh, yeah, yeah, where yeah, definitely. your mum said get it out of the house. Um, I I remember the when when this first came out and people were, were genuinely terrified which is the first time i'd actually witnessed that in, in cinema because horror films were getting a bit naff around i mean i can't i can only think of a handful of what stuff was it like a haunting in connecticut mm. and, and all these remakes of, of like halloween which just but yeah so they were a bit naff and then this really sort of changed the game and and i think gave birth to things also like uh, going back to found footage and stuff which i think is actually little found footage gems grave encounters yeah. Um, if anyone's seen that, that is a that is a, a gem. Yeah. And one that John would absolutely hate. Yes, I've seen it. Um, I've seen it, and I hated yeah. it. And yeah, I thought you might. <laughs> so, so will this? Would you do you go on? Like, I'm, I'm I want to emphasize the fact that I think The Exorcist is a much superior film than this. However, I'm talking as an evolutionary step. Like, I think this is. I think it's saved. A franchise in the uh, not a franchise. It saved a genre in its very early days. Oh I, my I think God! Without without not horror or clown shoe, found found footage <laughs> films. No, I, I in fact I would go one further than that, John, and say I think it did. It, it brought back horror from the nearly dead because there was just it was naff. It was rubbish. There was only money to be made on it. You could make your money back because of an original franchise like Halloween. Mm. Maybe the, the diehards that went to see it. It's, a, it's no a bold good. statement, but the boys got a point. I, I do think it brought brought it back from the brink. And I don't think without, I think without Paranormal Activity, you probably don't get modern day stuff, good or bad, like The Conjuring, like like Insidious. Um, I still consider the, the first two of those films, each Conjuring and Insidious, Insidious was slightly better, but to still be, but pretty good horror films um, or pretty good films in general. But I, I do think its legacy has been to to spare on other films, whether for, for better or for worse. Well, the Conjuring and The Conjuring 2, and not so much Insidious because I thought it was a bit naff, but definitely The Conjuring films, they borrow an awful lot. Well, they're inspired by the subtle scares of this. You can tell. Yeah. And, and again, two films that really, really scare me I'm a bit of a pussy when it comes to horror films yeah you are Um, I think I've covered all of my points pretty much Um, so I don't know if you you two had anything you wanted to sort of spark off and and, and bring bring forward to the light sure John has why do you think I have (laughs) because you never shut up isn't that the idea it is yes go for it you cheap charlatan um (laughs) Yeah, what I'm going to do again is I'm going to go back to a certain film called Blair Witch and I'm going to say what paranormal activity is is the Blair Witch with the payoff. 
what Blair Witch does and did, and I was there, it happened to me. That's why I'm so angry about it all the time. Is it took you on this journey with them, and it was it was it worked. It really did work. So um, pretty much, I, th- I think we're ready to wrap up. Has anyone got any additional comments? Because John, sometimes I feel like you need to get certain things off your chest. <laughs> Because when I just you sometimes you you wax lyrical and I there's I don't know I always get a feeling that there's something that maybe you're you're holding back. So if you've got one last splurge, because in in future episodes we're not gonna gonna go back to this and ponder on it too much. So get out of your system I, I, now. I, ha- I haven't got that much to say. However, I will say this. Um, okay. <laughs> um, from like I mean I fancy myself as a bit of a, a, a filmmaker like and it happened with the Blair Witch and you want to get out there with a the camera and do it but what this did was show you that it is possible to get out there with a the camera and do it and make your audience scared and happy and I, I, I know I keep bringing the Blair Witch up but I was part of the great con of 99 the great con of 2009 didn't happen. This was the great celebration of 2009. And the amount of young aspiring filmmakers, including my niece, who then go out and start filming stuff. And that's 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 what films are. You should go, that was amazing. It was two hours well spent. Now I'm going to go and do something with it. And that's what paranormal activity did. That's why it's the catalyst for this, for this genre. That's why, to me, it's both... The, the champion of it and the saviour of this genre. And I think every other found footage film bases itself on this. It doesn't base it on Blair Witch. I know it started it and I know it was massively successful and it was a huge thing. But as a a, a product, it's it hasn't lived up to any of any of that hype at all. It's largely forgotten now. This has this will always be the the, the found footage bible for me and I, I can't can't pick that up enough you have but... even though I can <laughs> hate it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, even quite, that wasn't quite considerably <laughs> Sean any, anything to add a repost perhaps or right so I probably wouldn't wax lyrical as much as John I wouldn't call it the saviour of any genre um it is a very good film. It does what it's supposed to do, scare the absolute pants off you. Um, but also, not just scare you while you are watching the film, but scare you afterwards as well. So, mm. like, I was watching it last night and I turned it off because I was tired and not, <laughs> yeah. not because I. I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> then got in bed and started thinking about all the things that had happened, like the bangs and the smashing of the photographs and the scratches on Mika's face on the photograph and all that sort of stuff. And what I would not, I could not stop thinking, what would I do in that situation? Mm-hmm. And that's the scary bit. It's it's the the bit that stays with you after all the other films, like like slasher films or The Thing would not have that same effect. I mean, it makes me pull this face because it would not. I would not walk away from that thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do when I'm on my own later? So, so just like The Exorcist, when we touched on, and we always refer back to it, and we always will because it's like the godfather of these horror films, it puts you in that situation. It, it really mm. grounds you in the realism, potential realism of it, at least in your mind's eye. 
And that makes it, oh, you know, infinitely more scary than a slasher film where you go, this is, is never going to happen. Um, well, Apart I mean, from in the short well, for, for most people, it, it never happens. Um, hey. Well, um, so, yeah, I, I mean, we've not got much time left on the call, so I think we've got to, got to take it to a vote. I think I know what it's going to be, um, and I think we should probably get some drum roll special effects in at some point. Um, but so I'll throw it over to Sean first, going chronologically left to right on my screen um, as I see it. What is it? Nightmare Cinema or a certified nightmare? Certified nightmare for me. No, that's that's the bad thing. I know. <gasps> what? I know. What? I'm going to go. You, you guessed oh, right. oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even funny. You were nearly battered then. <laughs> no, it's definite, definite nightmare. Oh my word! That was that was moment. <laughs> definitely nightmare cinema for all the reasons I've already stated. Absolutely love it. The whole franchise has got a special place in my heart. It, it doesn't always do what the original did, but they're all good films. The, th- the thing is, I find with the franchise, it's like that. Uh, quote from uh the dark knight it's you either make one film you die the hero or you make five seven eight more films and live long enough to see yourself become the villain that's fantastic that i'm gonna pretend i've said that from now on <laughs> okay <laughs> that's brilliant we're gonna edit this bit out and then then you can say <laughs> was, it next week that's, that was beautiful like that so john same to you. Is it Nightmare Cinema or Certified Nightmare? Nightmare, Nightmare <laughs> Cinema all the way. It doesn't even... There's not even a debate. Well, apart from this one we've just had. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, just, it's just all it was. The, to, to me, this was another celebration of a brilliant film. And no, I'm, I'm with you all the way. It's obviously Nightmare Cinema uh, in, all the, in all the right ways. Um, so, yeah, that wraps up Episode 3, Paranormal activity um and next week uh join us again to review and uh, discuss another film and yeah really really good i'm excited to see what we're doing next week all right then bye bye all right excellent thanks all laters